Hello, and welcome to We Speak CVE, a free podcast from the CVE program. On this podcast, we'll talk with people from the cybersecurity community about what else? Cybersecurity and vulnerability management and the CVE catalog of vulnerabilities. If you didn't know, the CVE program's mission is to identify, define, and catalog publicly disclosed cybersecurity vulnerabilities. Hello and welcome back to a new edition of the CVE Program Podcast. I'm Shannon Sabins, co-chair of the Outreach Working Group, and with me today, I have some really great guests. I'll let them introduce themselves. Hello, my name is Kent Landfield. Uh, I uh, am uh, one of the founding board members of CVE back in 1999 and still an active board member today. I'm chair of the uh, Strategic Planning Working Group. Um, and uh, looking forward to the conversation with Art today. Thanks, Kent. Uh, hi, everyone. Uh, Art Mannion. Um, my day job is with the CERT Coordination Center, and I've been a board member for um, uh, of CVE. I'm not sure exactly how long, um, but um, CERT's been sort of involved in the, the CVE program uh, on and off for, for, for many years now. Um, my day job is a lot of coordinated vulnerability disclosure. This is the work that happens usually before the CVE goes public, um, but we spend a lot of energy sort of uh, both as a CNA and uh, as board member and working group contributors trying to make improvements to the program. Thanks. Uh, so uh, Kent, to kick things off, um, we're here to talk about uh, an ADP so you know some basics i guess at least what uh is an adp and sort of why why does such a thing exist what are the uh perceived benefits to the cbe program well i appreciate that uh, uh and adp stands for an authorized data publisher and uh, that's an organization that is authorized by the program to enrich the cbe uh, record itself uh, the data that has been supplied by those who actually assigned the CVE in the first place. Um, so th this enrichment could be, and it should be made clear that ADP is a new area for CVE, a new role within the program. Um, and we're trying to sort of vet it out, which is one of the, the uh, purposes of the, the ADP pilot that we're going to be talking about today. Um, but from the standpoint of uh, an ADP, anyone who is uh, authorized by the program to add that additional enriched information to the corpus uh, is is uh, uh, what we would consider truly an ADP. So, um, so the, the publisher idea, there's a there's an organization that will be providing data or publishing data to the CVE corpus. Um, who who are these organizations? Are these are these not just CNAs? And you know, there's there's this question of who is the publisher, but also what uh, would they be publishing or providing? So you know, who who are these ADPs? And um, I guess it's a separate sort of part of the question: uh, what kinds of data is it imagined that they would they would provide? Uh, well, the ADPs themselves uh, could be um, CNAs. They could be uh, roots or top-level roots or other participants within the program, or they could be organizations that are outside of the program that have a, 
a certain access to a special set of data that would be beneficial to the CV program and the vulnerability management community. So having, um, you know, a, maybe it's additional uh, translations uh, for the CV content itself. Um, CVE is a global program and as such having having it in more than just English would be a, a positive uh, for those uh, those specific geos. Um, could be additional risk scores. It, it could be uh, additional information that we're seeing about uh, certain types of vulnerabilities that are occurring in, in the wild. Um, regardless of, of the specifics, if there is a, a certain um, uh, trustability slash uh, authoritative uh, aspect to those who are supplying it and they become uh, an ADP within the program as authorized, then that benefits uh, the program itself by expanding it and making it more valuable to those downstream. So um, you mentioned translations, and I'll just say I, I think I have this right. There are already a couple of regular uh, translation features or services in place. I think Spain, um, maybe Japanese, so Spanish, a company in Spain, and um, uh, is possibly a Japanese translation. Yeah, I think my, uh, yeah. in Seabay has been uh, translating the, the National Vulnerability Database information for a while now. In um, Seabay just became a, um, a CMA when the, the CV program in the last uh, six or eight months. So uh, that's a positive. Uh, the JP uh, Search CC has, um, has been translating CVEs for their own internal purposes, but as a program, we really don't have a way to tie those translations back into the to the corpus of CVE and make them available to everyone globally. And that's part of what we're hoping to accomplish with the uh, authorized data publisher. So um, you mentioned, you know, we talked a bit about about who would be an ADP, but, uh, you know, my I, I mean, I don't even have to ask you this. There are no currently uh, there are no ADP rules or ADP guidelines or anything out there yet. Um, so, you know, we're, we've been discussing that this this pilot would be would be part of um, part of the mechanism by which we work out what the rules might be. Sort of test test in production a little bit, right? Do a test and say uh, the ADP pilot went a certain way, and that helps us develop um, sort of the rules and guidance for for future ADPs. Um, do you have some sense of the I guess the future scale or scope yet of you know are we talking dozens and dozens of ADPs, a small handful? Any sense yet as to, I guess, how far this thing might go? Well, that's that's a really good question. Um, honestly, I don't know at this point in time, but again, we have to focus on the data. What are we actually enriching within the CVE record that's going to be valuable to the vulnerability management community? So it, it really is uh, focused on the value to the downstream users of CBE, the stakeholders that are taking this and using it every day. Um, that's that's sort of the focus and will be one of the guidelines as to defining who would be an appropriate um, ADP. You're right. Um, in this case, uh, you know, ADP is a is a conceptual idea that the program wants to test out. Um, we have done pilots in the past. Uh, and they've been useful in, in uh, allowing us to learn various bits of information about them. In this case, uh, we have specific uh, 
ideas of what an ADP could be or may sh maybe should be, but we really don't have any operational experience. So putting the pilot uh, uh, as a, uh, the ADP pilot as a mechanism for us to learn from uh, will allow us to focus a bit more on those rules, uh, <laughs> excuse me, on the roles and uh, going forward you know, with an informed position as opposed to um, well, it's just a discussion and we put it on paper. Yeah, I mean, you know, we've, we've talked previously, of course, about this, but um, I'm a, also a huge proponent of the the idea of the pilot uh, versus, you know, trying to uh, make all the decisions based on, you know, hypothetical sort of in advance, uh, in advance work. So I, you know, I think the pilot's a great idea um, in, in that regard. Um, Kent, I know, you know, you have a lot of vulnerability management uh, background in your in your day job and you've mentioned it mentioned it a couple of times you know you, you also said risk you know risk scoring data as one of the one of the ideas for uh, the kinds of the kinds of things an adp might provide is there anything else sort of in the in the vulnerability management you know sector or domain or market that that you think adps might be able to uh, provide that would help well, having the ability to provide um, attribute information, information that is useful from the standpoint of uh, being able to make those decisions. One of the problems with certain scoring models we have today is they're very um, one to ten kind of thing. You know, it's 6.9, your hair's not on fire, 7.0, your hair's on fire, and everybody's changing their processes and circumventing their, their normal flow of uh, dealing with vulnerabilities. So, you know, the, the key here is to, is to try to experiment a bit more, uh, to utilize some of the newer uh, ways to view how to score the prioritization of vulnerability remediation and mitigations, and to look at this from the standpoint of um, operationalizing this in a way uh, for the vulnerability management community that's beneficial. So with that, I want to sort of turn the tables on you, Art. Um, sure. Okay. From the, from the standpoint, uh, you know, we we have been discussing in the uh, the strategic planning working group the the idea of ADPs and their roles and responsibilities and requirements. Um, but uh, uh, to your credit, to, you stepped up and said, you know, here is uh, something that might be beneficial from the standpoint of uh, downstream users from the standpoint of uh, the CV program and from the standpoint of learning from it. And, and uh, it, it with this pilot idea was actually your idea, which uh, first off, I thank you for it because I think it's a great idea. But can you sort of describe the pilot from your perspective and, and what, your, uh, what your goals sort of uh, for it are? Yeah, sure. So, uh, you know, your, your, your comments about sort of the 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 difference between say 6.9 and 7.0 um that um uh you know aspect or or use of of technical severity right and you know that's a that's a cbss uh score um commonly um we've been working and i you know with my with my cert cc hat on not my uh my um uh cve board hat on for the moment or cna hat for the moment on it's a it's a tougher question than it sounds like really um i guess those in the field probably know this but um right how bad is a vulnerability how quickly do i need to respond to it right i'm, I'm doing vulnerability management great i've got a platform or a tool or a 
a commercial offering, I'm using great, but uh, right, how do I how do I rack and stack the 20,000 publicly disclosed vulnerabilities a year? So, so this prioritization work we've been spending a lot of energy on uh, a bunch in the last three or four years, and um, getting to the sort of can we help vulnerability management and tie this to uh, the CVE corpus and the CVE process um, is really kind of what the, you know the combination of those two things really led to this idea for the pilot. As we've discussed, right, there are no ADPs yet. There's no guidance formed yet. Um, there is. Uh, CVE JSON 5 as support for uh, data, data containers and ADP containers. So there's a very nice technical trick here where somebody reading or parsing through uh, a CVE record will know that the CNA who issued the CVE said certain things about it. And here is an ADP container from a, a different author who said some additional things about the vulnerability. So it's very clear technically uh, who said what when, for instance, a CNA and an ADP say uh, say different things or provide different bits of data. But, you know, providing some data that might help with vulnerability management uh, is a win in, in sort of our book. And at the same time, um, since we don't have one yet, right, exercising or piloting or testing out this ADP idea with uh, with the CVE program, this is what I look for, right? We're, we're, we're covering two birds with one stone. Um, and at least maybe maybe three even and uh it's a great sort of efficiency uh, uh and really you know it, it, we're testing out two ideas are adps going to work are they a good idea i think they are conceptually but we should we should demonstrate that not just think it's a good idea and uh data wise does this vulnerability management data actually help anything so two experiments with one pilot big win in my in my book yeah i totally agree so you know, as, as I mentioned earlier, the important aspect here is the data. The important aspect is what is actually enriching the, the CVE record itself. Um, so from the standpoint of uh, what we're talking about here, we're talking about stakeholder specific vulnerability categorization uh, information that that uh, CMU has been, um, been pioneering uh, in a lot of respects. Uh, can we uh, talk a little about SSVC? Uh, sure, sure. So um, comparison, the comparison is not quite, you know, it's not a an apples to apples comparison, but um, if it helps helps frame it for people, um, the how I usually describe this is um, CVSS, which we're all very used to, um, and particularly the CVSS base metrics and base scores are about what I call local or technical, uh, local or proximate technical severity. So CVSS is designed for that. If you go read the CVSS documentation or talk to the talk to the SIG, the special interest group that operates and maintains and, and improves CVSS, right? Um, they even have a golf ball that says CVSS is not risk. It is this what I'll call again local technical severity. Um, SSVC is also not risk but it's really aimed at prioritizing your response to again, right, 20,000 plus publicly disclosed vulnerabilities per year. So right off the bat, we can't quite compare apples to apples because they're not designed to do the, the same things. SSVC uh, tries hard to include a lot more context um, and this, this gets subjective and it makes the scoring a little bit messier, to be quite honest, right? 
Um, benefit to CVSS, the, the local technical severity means for the most part, you could have two people score something the same way, or they could discuss why it wouldn't be scored the same way. Um, but right, Kent, if you operate a web server and a certain web server stack and platform and web app platform, and I operate exactly the same stack, exactly the same hardware, software versions and everything. Uh, but Kent, you are doing, uh, I don't know, you are uh, serving up cat pictures and um, cafeteria menus. Uh, and I am serving up very sensitive uh, company proprietary information or uh, uh, personally identifying information or healthcare information. Um, we have the same CVSS score for a vulnerability, same CVSS base score for a the same vulnerability in our equivalent technology stacks, right? But arguably I have a different prioritization than you do due to the potential impact and the nature of the sort of the data uh, and the mission I have at risk versus the data and the mission that you have at risk. And already I'm assuming that cat pictures and cafeteria menus are you know, not as important as, as PII or company, company proprietary information. So the, the point here about context is SSVC tries to consider those factors, which is you know, a layer or two above and beyond what, what CVSS even is attempting to do in the first place. Um, so, you know, about SSVC, fine, there are, um, I believe there are six sort of inputs to SSVC. Um, two or three of them are something you could more or less observe in the world, right? And one of them we're going to talk about is uh, exploitation, and that takes the form of, are there publicly observed proof of concepts for a vulnerability, or is there reasonably credible public reporting about exploitation for a vulnerability. Um, those we could more or less all agree, right? If, we, if you and I see the same report and we agree that it's accurate enough for our purposes, right, that's, that's what that is. But again, maybe the other half of the SSBC inputs are subjective and specific to the organization or the person doing, doing the assessment. So again, you might score lower for cat pictures. Uh, I might score higher for, uh, for PII. So that's a rough, you know, a rough start as to where SSVC is compared to CVSS. And again, the comparison is not, not super accurate, not apples to apples. Um, we will be happy, of course, to send some pointers to the SSVC materials and folks, and folks can read more about that. I already covered it and I'll talk about it more, but of all of the SSVC inputs, uh, I think the most clearly beneficial one for prioritization, for vulnerability management, and as part of the ADP pilot is this exploitation measurement. So very, very roughly, they're very simple scoring system, very simple, um, very simple set of buckets here at least. Nothing, there is no known exploitation, no known proof of concept. Uh, the next tier up is public proof of concept. It doesn't have to be public. It matters that the organization scoring knows that there's proof of concept or not. And then the, uh, the top bucket is uh, active exploitation. And again, we might agree there are a number of credible reports about it, so we all agree publicly it's being exploited. Um, if I happen to have internal IDS uh, uh, logs or telemetry saying that I'm being attacked, I can score that for myself, and that's my my private information as well. But basically, that's this threat threat aspect, exploitation aspect, we think will be very helpful in uh, prioritizing vulnerability response. 
There's some other bits as well. Um, I will not get into them right this minute. Okay. Um, well, one of the things that I wanted to uh, sort of uh, talk about was the structure of the pilot itself um, and how we're going to sort of go about this from the standpoint of uh, you know when and uh, what types of access are we uh, envisioning for ADPs and um, sort of you know what the the milestones are within the program. Well, um, we are you know the program is in um, I would say in the active rollout phases of uh, some very exciting things um, right the CVE services uh, and uh, the JSON five I mentioned earlier. So the CVE program uh, is in the middle of sort of the active rollout of uh, services, the CVE services, and also, as I mentioned earlier, the, the CVE JSON 5. So the ADP pilot depends on, on the services and the JSON 5 being in production. And um, while this pilot is important, it is not as important as the, the services in the JSON 5 rollout. So we are anticipating kicking off the pilot um, I hope in January of 2020, uh, 2022, my goodness. Um, but again, that's somewhat dependent on the other other priorities uh, or the programs, production and, and, and dev resources. Um, the pilot is designed to run for 120 days. And at day 90, um, a report is due uh, that will cover sort of, you know, all, all the things you might imagine. How is it working? What feedback has been received? Um, have there been major problems? You know, collection of successes, hopefully, if, if such a thing happens. And the idea of that of that report coming in at day 90 is that the CVE program then has, you know, 30 days to decide, do we extend the pilot? Do we make it a, a long lasting production operation? Do we stop it at 120 and revisit? I'm a huge proponent of this, obviously, but I want to be cautious of that, that that all of the program has input and real world experience with this before we decide to, you know, write and develop the final guidance, decide to continue the work or not. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm super happy with the idea of this pilot in that we are, you know, not just sitting down and thinking about it, but we're actually trying it. And part of our part of our results are based on you know a real a real world experience. So hoping for January kickoff. Uh, 120 days uh, of pilot duration report out at 90 is the plan. There will be, you know, additional documentation on exactly what to look for in terms of changes to CVE records. Um, there will be some ADP JSON 5 showing up. Um, exactly what that looks like will be worked out through the, the working groups, uh, quality and automation working groups and how that works. We'll get to test the services for ADP. And we'll get to test the JSON five for the ADP content, so we get to we get to exercise a whole a whole bunch of uh, different aspects of the program here. Yeah, that's that's a real positive that we have been able to uh, to pull in the various aspects uh, of the services and their deployment and management, as well as uh, uh, the quality working group with uh, their record information aspects at this point. Um, the nice thing about this is that we are going to be looking for stakeholder feedback. So we'll be getting feedback from the working groups themselves, uh, the CNAs who are going to be seeing this data in their streams, um, and the downstream users, i.e. the consumers of CVE. Um, 
And, you know, my hope is that as part of this, we will actually make some serious progress on the development of initial draft of ADP rules. Um, it's, it's amazing how hard it is to sit down and try to draft things up uh, in a consensus environment with a lot of different uh, ideas and, and, and thoughts um, of how it might work. Um, it's a lot better when you have real world experience and you can apply that and put it into documents that become a, sol a solid straw man to, to propose going forward to enhance. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. All beyond the fact that we're actually adding some valuable information to, to CVE to help um, the downstream vulnerability management community. But after the pilot's done, then we're going to be taking um, uh, a recommendation to the board and having the discussions on the board as to what it was that succeeded, what it was that we learned from it, and what it was that we can do better in the future. And with those, uh, with armed with that uh, background and, and those results, then uh, the board should be able to make a very informed decision as to moving forward. Um, but I think in a lot of respects, we all, and I'm speaking for the board, even though I haven't asked them that, uh, we've all sort of seen the value of ADP um, and the potential for ADP, uh, and it's just a matter now of, okay, what does that mean um, to the program as a whole? And then let's let's uh, clarify it and, and move forward with it. So from that perspective, I think uh, we're, in, we're in pretty good shape when it comes to where we want to go. Um, and uh, first off, I want to say, Thank you for um, for uh, you, Art, uh, having the the forethought and and vision to to put SSVC forward as as an initial test, an initial pilot, because uh, this is we needed something like that. Let's put it that way. We needed something like that to actually make it uh, advance a lot faster when it came to you know the ADP role as well as um, adding additional value to the CV program. Yeah. Um Fully agree, Kent. And you know the AD, the ADP, um, I, the concept for the ADP and the JSON was has been around for a year or longer, I think. So clearly, there's been some foresight here from the board. Um, more than happy to, uh, to 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 be you know standing up to run this ADP. Again, it it it, it covers a couple of bases for for both my, with my CVE board and CNA hat on, and also with my CERT CC CMU hat on. Um, you know covering a couple of things here, which is great. Um, more than happy to to stand up to do this. Um, and and we've already covered this, but um, I'm very happy to have, you know, a pilot and a lot of discussion going into this and not just the discussion. So with that, um, this is the first of a couple different uh, podcasts around the ADP effort, because we do believe it will be uh, very important uh, moving forward. And uh, with that, we will be coming back to you with some of the results down the road, uh, letting you know how it's going. So I am, uh, uh, I want to thank you, Art, uh, for for taking the time today and uh, having this conversation with me. I thoroughly enjoyed it and look forward to uh, uh, having one with a few more results down the road. Yep. Thanks also, Kent. And um, we'll have uh blog posts and podcasts and, and more things coming up as this progresses. Well, I want to thank you both for sharing your conversation with us. Uh, this was great, and we'll be so excited to have you both back again.
Thank you for joining us today on the We Speak CVE podcast, which is available for free on Buzzsprout and the CVE website. If you'd like to participate or suggest a topic, please contact us on the CVE website.